And hello, everybody. It's Tom Chenault. It's Adrian Chenault. And our worst nightmare is happening right now. We still don't have Rami El-Badri, and that's okay. We are going to finance Rami El-Badri, by the way. But say the last name. El-Batrawi. El-Batrawi. So anyway, hello, everybody. Glad to see you're here. We're gathering up. I've just been told that he has a tendency to run late once in a while. He's a very busy guy. Uh, that's interesting for me. I wish they would have told me that before, but here we are and it's pretty fun and we're going to, we're going to go. Hello, Samantha. Hello, Jim Carpenter. This is going to be a heck of a show. I have got a backup guest of epic proportion. So never think that I'm in a place where I am going to be hat with my hat in my hand because I've always got this guest on standby who is a rock star. I love this guy with all of my heart. So we're going to wait for this guy to come in, but in between here and there, we are going to talk to my right-hand man, my son, Adrian Chenault, CEO of Contact Mapping. And we're going to talk about what prompted him to leave a job as the international CFO of a gigantic company in Zurich, Switzerland, who lost, by the way, today, to come to Longmont, Colorado and build a company with his dad. So, Adrian, how are you? I'm good. I'm, this is we're gonna have fun with this, so that's good. I find I finally get my moment in the spot. Yeah, I want to ask you some <laughs> questions. So you've been doing this for five years. How's it going? It's going great. It has been. I'll tell you what, the the most amazing journey, and it's kind of like having kids, because when you have kids, what happens? Everybody tells you it's going to be the hardest thing you've ever done and the best thing that you've ever done. And you really only hear the second part and you don't pay any attention to the first part. And that's probably the good thing because otherwise our planet would run out of humans and we would have no startups. And so you hear that it's going to be the hardest thing and the best thing you ever do. And it is both of those things because bringing anything into the world and bending reality to bring something new about is no, it's not for the faint of heart, is it? No. So how old are you? I am 38. Sean Murphy, how and you're 30, <coughs> 38. I'm 71. I had you at quite an old age. I didn't realize that until yeah. I did the math one day. That was shocking to me in itself because <laughs> you've got a younger sister and a younger brother too. So man, I'm like the oldest guy. You only recently the, figured that out. <laughs> yeah. In the PTA, I never did the math, but here's the deal. You did it. You built it and you built it on the BLTs and you made it something that no one can rip asunder. Somebody today said, man, I was involved with a company. They had this app. We poured thousands and hundreds of thousands and almost millions of dollars into it. And we're going to abandon it this week. And we need to come to join you in contact mapping because you stayed the course and you've got something that is special. And it has been a process. You told me one time it was a little bit like building a sandcastle at low tide, but <laughs> you've had a blast at it, but it's been hard. And it's been an experience, but we've got something for the ages and for the masses, right? <laughs> That's exactly right. I think you told me it's like building a sandcastle at low tide. But here's the thing. When you think about the, the arc of your life, your career, your relationships, the things that are the I've most I've just been told Rami's coming. To you. So we're just going to kill a little more time. Talk fast, Adrian. And then <laughs> Rami's coming and it'll be epic. We got him. Now he's obligated. That'll even be better. So this is going to be cool. And if I call him Rami, that's wrong. It's Rami, like do re me. So the second I say it wrong, Sean Murphy, hit me with the brick. Okay, go ahead. 
I don't even remember the question. You were telling us about your life and I how know, much you love your dad. That, that's exactly right. I just I thought to myself, how can I move how how can I manipulate the universe so I can go to work with my dear old dad? And I finally figured it out. And here we are. And you guys, we work together every day. We're here to change the world. We want you to feel like you belong. We want you to feel like you know we love you. We want you to know that we you can trust us and we want you to know that you are safe with us. And we don't live in the world of training. We live in the world of community. We train, we do it all, but it's all out of family, love, contribution, and connection. That's the whole shooting match. And every one of you can be a part of that. Every one of you can have that. And what you're missing in your business is probably that. What you're missing in your life is probably that. Donna Valdez, I don't know if you know her. She's a legend in network marketing. She told me that the opposite of ego is gratitude. And if people, are, is, did you realize that? That's a good. I'd never heard that before, but think wow. about that. When people stop having gratitude, it's always because they're in ego and vice versa. When they're in, it's just a beautiful, beautiful thing. I just heard today, I hadn't talked to her forever. And she came up on a rotation to remember in your app. And there she was. And she hadn't responded to me twice in a row. So the third one, I just put her name with question marks and she sent question marks back. And then I said, how come you didn't respond to my last two texts? And she gave me the dog ate my homework story. But I am telling you, connection and relationship is everything. If you want to accomplish great things, be unstoppable at connection and relationship and never break your word and have everybody win. And there is nobody better on the planet that exemplifies this than Remy. It's that simple. He exemplifies it. And when you read his book, it is just off the chain. I just tell you, he's not here yet, but he's coming. I read this book and I've read Think and Grow Rich so many times, but it was always about Thomas Edison and Watson and going way back. And I try to get kids to read it. And they thought it was like Fred Flintstone and Barney. And here comes this new one that's shorter, better, and it's relevant because it's timely. You want to get this book and he's going to give it to you for free. So when do we get them? I think we can get him right now. Should we do it? Bang, bang. Let's go. Holy mackerel, we had him. Hey, hey guys, I'm sorry. I was a few minutes late. I got stuck on a call that I didn't realize the time. It was all hysterical. Right. I started putting out all kinds of bad vibes in the universe. You <laughs> are amazing, sir. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Thank you for the compliment. Nice to finally meet you. Your book is going to be a classic. You might as well get, you might as well plan on it. No. And after Christmas, he's going to start charging for it. So every one of you have got to go jump the gun right now and go get one for free. It will change your life. This guy came from Egypt to Canada when he was 12. So, Remy, I don't want to read your book to these people. Right. I want to talk about unstoppability. I want to talk about mindset. I want to talk about getting knocked down and getting back up, which has been the story of your life at a level I can't believe. So just fire the rocket, man. Start talking and take a breath <laughs> once in a while and we'll sneeze and we'll keep you going. All right. Uh, I'll tell you what, while I'm doing that, I'm also going to step outside. It's a nice day. And <laughs> so, 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 I guess that it all started, like you said, you read Think and Grow Rich, and I read it when I was 12, so it became my Bible. I read it 20 times, and, and luckily, I was young enough and dumb enough to believe everything it said, so that became my Bible and the way to live. So I do encourage people to read it the younger they are, 
And if you get it later on or even my book, you got to read it almost like you got to read it all the time. You can't read it once and put it down because it's so much information. The great thing I loved about Napoleon Hill's work and Think and Grow Rich is because he took that secret to success, which was a 12-volume novel, uh, 12 volumes, and condensed it to this one book. So every word is gold. So that's why you can pick it up over and over and pick up something new. And until you're ready for that information, you don't even get it until you're ready for the information. That's why you got to read it over the years. And same as why I book, I decided to do the same things. I made it an easy read, 177 pages. But if you read it, every word, I, I put so much effort to make every word, every sentence mean something. So you get a lot out of it and you could read it over and over and, and get something really strong out of it. So, so back to being persistent and everything. Again, the principles that I that I uh, I put I put in, put in a lot of everything I learned. Think and Grow Rich, and Think and Grow Rich was really great. And I find the difference between Think and Grow Rich and my book is uh, Napoleon Hill went and interviewed Henry Ford and all these people to write about their experiences, and they took twenty years to do it and stuff. And I think I come from a different angle, and that's why Don Green says. Napoleon said one day somebody doesn't come to prove out these principles is going to top what I'm going to do. And because I lived it instead of just interviewing it and lived each one of those principles. And then over 48 years, you know, I also that's why I put another 28 principles in the book. You know, I learned other things on top of what he interviewed, because by experiencing it, it's a whole different experience than just hearing it from somebody. So like you talk about love all day long, but I'm telling you experience love you don't know what the real feeling of love really is so 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 by experiencing success failures how hard it really is i mean people think oh you come up with an idea and you become rich right away and it's not true there's never a thing that is right away and that doesn't have obstacles after obstacles and you have to shift and battle it's just part of it and that's why there's very few who succeed because they give up before they even try or one little obstacle and and that's why i wanted to prove in that book to show that no matter what the alibis were because like thinking go rich finished the book with all the alibis people use i use those same alibis put in front of the book so people understand it and i've had every one of those alibis and a hundred times more <laughs> so so it shows it's really not alibis or you, you could do it say oh i didn't have enough education then have money then you know I, I don't have the contacts you know i had none of those i mean i was in the streets 12 years old homeless i didn't know anything didn't have any money i dropped out of high school you know it was so none of it was important and then with the new internet age and stuff where didn't have back then i have nasty things to, to, to set on uh, on me and google before and stuff and people and say oh you can't do business of everybody it, you know i was able to overcome all all of that and he doesn't even talk even in the books you talk about when i died and came back and um when the, these doctors put antidepressants fighting the government for seven years that would cripple most people but it, but it, i just kept the persistence and fought them until they gave up themselves so it's really uh it it's so nothing is easy and and when I went broke the last time, which was it was only six years ago, I decided, and I was very clear when I was there, I was going to make it all back within five years. So this is why I said I'm going to write the book once I did that. And I took a lot of pictures, so I want to document it because I want people to have proof that you can make it back from even there. Because when I started back six years ago, uh, and you have a picture of it in the book, I had $21 left. I just came from, uh, they, they, I was walking the street to put me in mental institution three times because I thought I was nuts. And, and I just died like a few months before and they brought me back and I was in the hospital for a month. So I really started at the lowest of lows. And I said, I can make back all the money I've ever had and more 
and I'm going to do it in less than five years and put the goals. And that's why when I did do it, I finally decided to read the, write the book <coughs> last September to, to really prove to the world that the, it's really a mindset. It's not all waiting for an opportunity or luck and stuff. And I, I think I put in the book that is, luck is not really important because you make your own luck. You can't wait to be lucky because if you wait for that, you wait a lifetime. You make everything happen in your life. Your decisions are based on yours. If you're successful, that was a decision. If you're not successful, that was a decision. So all of it is always a decision you make. And then you have to put action behind it. You know, whatever. All right, let's hang on for a second. We're going to take a break so you can yeah. breathe and catch yourself. It's only yeah. a 30-second break. We are yeah. on the Genesis Communication Network. 500 radio stations. Thank you so much, Ted Anderson, for putting us on for the last 12 years. During the break, I want you all to go can to canyoureallythinkandgrowrich.com. Get the free book, but read his bio. Read, read the whole website as your payment for that book, and you're going to know what you're in store for because none of you are out. You may be down. You aren't out, and he's going to prove it to you. We'll be back right after this on the Legacy Leadership Radio Show with Adrian and Tom Chennault. Love it. Love well, it. you are a beast, man. We got to say hi to people. So this is a real commercial on right. the big radio. So Heather Hager and Christina, thank you. Rex Sykes, you were instrumental in me getting close to this guy who I was chasing like crazy till I got a hold of you, <laughs> Ken Walls, Joe Soto, all these yeah. guys, and everything changed. And finally, mm -hmm. I got to get this guy on the phone. I yeah. am in love with him. He may oh, have just gotten married. I'm in love with him. Here we go. <laughs> and we're back. It's the Legacy Leadership Radio Show. It's Tom Chenault. It's Adrian Chenault. And we've got my buddy, Ramey, with us. And I, and what's that say his last name? Albert Trawi. Is that right? Yep. See, oh, yeah. we're, we are professionals here. Yeah, I got I the first name. I, I think I'm going to do just like Prince and Madame, just go by Ramey. My last name is so difficult. <laughs> so I'm just going to go by one name soon. There we go. I love it. I love it. Ramey, I, there are a handful of times in my entire life where my dad gets hold of something and it so completely engulfs him like a flame mm -hmm. that he won't shut up about it. And it hasn't happened in a long time, really, that you have been this fired up about a book or a piece of work as you got about what Ramey has just created. So just know. We built our company in our life around what he talks about. We've had Harvey McKay. We've had Bob Bodine. We've had uh, everybody that are master connectors that had the philosophy and put it in a book. We haven't had the guy that did it. And who this guy is, is what I want to be when I grow up, even though he's about 50 years younger. It's unbelievable. I so, I'm not that far from you. I don't know how old are you. About 105. So don't be even. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not that young. I'm 61. But, uh, but, it, but it is interesting, uh, like getting to my age and because I, a lot of my success I went after very big people like Adam Khashoggi, Carl Icahn, all the very, very big. And, and then when I went to really play hard, I went after the owner of Hawaiian Tropics, Hugh Hefter, all that stuff. But it is interesting now to really realize your mortality. He's walking around that mansion in That's Beverly Hills. Uh, yeah, I thought that was a good friend. I did business with him. Uh, so it's, it's really, it makes you realize 
And this is why it's really important not to waste a day. And I've said that in the past podcast because when I was thinking of that is, you know, when you're born till, till if you die the average age of 77, you only have 24,000 days to live. And when, by the time you get to my age, you only have three to 4,000 days to live. And why are you going to waste a single day <laughs> watching TV, being angry, being bitter, being, uh, being feel, feeling like a victim? You're wasting those few precious days left on earth. And, and to waste that time on, uh, on not moving your goals forward, not making yourself happy, not achieving the things you want to do, it, it's a waste. <laughs> I mean, that's why it almost doesn't matter when you die, because if, if you think the universe is what 18, uh, 18 billion years old, the earth is 5 billion years old, you know, dinosaurs have been around for 167 million years. We've only been around for 100,000 years. And we only live 77 years, or let's say if we get to 100 or like you, 105, what is it in a whole scheme of things? If you died 50 or 105, what's the difference? It's yeah. no big deal. And, and, and you're not guaranteed to live in any of those ages, but, I, but you can't escape death. And I don't know what the purpose of life, and, but I know it's not to just sit around and be a failure. So at least achieve success or be happy or do things that, uh, that does something that, you know, that can maybe leave an imprint or something, because if, if, if it is just you're just energy and you're going to get back, because we're all made out of the same stuff. So if we are just energy of the universe and that's how the universe was, it was created, the world was created by explosions and more complex stuff, then if we do die and we're just a piece of energy, you have a higher energy reading and level if you're successful than if you're if you're destitute. So you might as well die and release some positive energy into the universe instead of negative energy. So what does every day look like for you? Do you get up in the morning and you're just on fire and trying to make deals and hopping in your airplane and figuring out lives to change, right? Yeah. I mean, my day is definitely not like any other. I mean, because I want so much out of life, I have to work a lot harder. I mean, I, I usually sleep two, three hours a night at most. Sometimes if I'm lucky, I get four. I get up at four or five o'clock. I'm usually doing a lot of work and I work till usually 10 o'clock at night. And then I'm usually nonstop every day. It does affect the relationship, but <laughs> so there are some sacrifices there. But but I've achieved. I I do more in a week than most people do in six months or a year. So yeah. so to to me, it's worth the sacrifice because I know I have, like I said, three thousand days left. I'm not going to waste a single day not being the most productive and not achieving everything I want. And I make a lot of goals and achieve a lot. So. And I feel also I had to restart. Like uh, if I said five, six years ago, I was 55 restarting again. And I feel a lot wasted 10, 15 years uh, going through the battle I did before. So now I have to catch everything I lost. So, so yeah. that takes a lot more extra work. So, so the great thing why I love the book, part is the last part. Ramey, we're going to take another okay. break. So I'm gonna, we're going to pick it up after the break because I – love what you're talking about. And what I want to dig into is that mindset because there's just so much to learn from there. And the fact that you did what you did coming from rags back to riches in such a short period of time, there's so much for us to learn there. So during the break, make sure you go to can you really think and grow rich Com. If you're in the U.S., you can get a copy completely for free. You want to learn about what Ramey is doing, and you are going to thank us later. So you listen to the Legacy Leadership Show with Adrian and Tom Chenault. We'll be back right after this. Stick around. 
It's only a 30 second break. So we'll be right back, everybody. Hi, Frank <laughs> Lopez. This is just Alan Loveless. I love that woman. She sends me a book. Doug Stare says he's listened to the audio uh, audible version five times already this week. That's me. I'm listening to it nonstop. It's only five bucks on audible. Go buy it. You will thank me. I promise you. And you don't have to wait for the book in the mail. Yeah. All right. I think you should get both because the picture. Yeah, they do. All right. Very, very impactful. All right. We're back. It's Tom Chenault. It's Adrian Chenault. It's the Legacy Leadership Radio Show. And man, alive. This is going to be a show for the ages. And you want to watch this because this guy was so down and so out so many times in his life. You cannot believe it. And he decided he was going to meet people like Adnan Khashoggi, who I've met. Glenn Turner, who I've met. Carl Icahn, haven't met him. But this guy has done some stuff in the network marketing space. I was doing a bunch of research on him. He almost bought a couple of giant network marketing companies. One of them went to heck in a handbasket on the courthouse steps. But this guy, has all he is is a deal maker, man. And he flies a giant airplane all over the world because that's what Khashoggi did. And it is just so inspiring to watch him. So take it away, Adrian. It, it really is. And, you know, one of the things and you, you referenced this, you know, within a minute of being on on the show today. And so I want to come back to it because it's something that really left a mark on me, which is this theme of no alibis to not let any not let anything in your life, any circumstance, any story, anything be an excuse to stop you from becoming the person who you say you want to become. And so, Ramey, I'd love for you to, you know, to talk about. When in your journey did that lesson really take hold? Because I think, you know, it's easy to pay lip service to an idea like that. It's not something that others of us haven't maybe heard somewhere along the way. And yet very few people live that way. And you do. When did that really hit home for you for the first time? It was almost right away because remember leaving home at 12 and hitchhiking, being in the streets, that was already the first alibi of not to succeed. But as I kept on going th through and seeing all the excuses I could have had, I just didn't focus on that. I just kept on reading Think and Grow Rich, Think and Grow Rich every day. I, I was homeless for five years. Uh, you know, last year I was sleeping in a car for two years. And, and, and that, was just, that, that was just persistence, never giving up, understanding, not having the alibis. I mean, I could have been, alibi could have been too young in the streets, couldn't do, do a lot of stuff. But as I kept on growing, you know, one of the biggest fears that the, that the, and it's an alibi for a lot of people is fear of criticism. A lot of people are afraid of what people are going to think or say or family. And I've learned that I, have, I don't care what anybody says. You got to get rid of that fear of criticism. If they really succeeded, then listen to them. But most of the, you got to see the, the, where the source is. They usually are failures on their own. And they're trying to give you advice because they couldn't make it. They're trying to make you feel, okay, this is, you should stay in your lane. But the only lane you have is the ones that you put on yourself, just the limits. There's no limit to what you can achieve. And, and that's why I started out the book also talking about the Coral Castle, because there's a guy, and it's right here in Florida. It happened 70 years ago, not 3,000 years. There's a guy who lost the love of his life on the wedding day, and he had no skills, no nothing, four foot nine. But he, emotion, that's why I, I always talk about creating a burning desire behind anything. Any emotion, negative, positive, doesn't matter. 
opens up your mind to greater things and it tunes in like a radio station to the universe with all the information. So he decided that he, to win his, back his love, he's going to build this castle as a coral castle. That's how it starts with the book because I'm glad I saw that because with his mind, he built this castle. The smallest block is two tons. The doors is 20 tons. I mean, and nobody ever saw him work. He didn't have any tools. He didn't have any cranes. He can't build it today. When the door fell off its, its, its uh, hinge, uh, that big 20 ton, it took three cranes to put it back in place. He figured out the secret levitation or something to be able to build a cat because that's what he decided to do, made a decision to do it, and the universe gave him the information. So that's why I say there's no excuses. If you decide and you focus and you make a decision, it's amazing. It's all out there, the information. And you do become what you think of most of the time. And I keep on saying it. If you think about being a doctor, you went to medical school, you study journals, you're treating patients, that's what you're doing. You're, you're a doctor. but if, And you don't notice big business deals because that's not what you're thinking about. If you're focused and just being a waitress and earning $500 a week and you're happy if you get an extra $10 tip and that's what, what you're thinking of most of the time, that's where you're going to be. And it's just changing your way of thinking. And, and, and that's the alibi portion, back to where, where you're at. If you don't look at things as an alibi, it just, it just is. It's just a part of life, all these things that happen. And you just you know you make your own future. I mean, even in Think and Grow Rich, you're, you're going to be a ca the captain of your destiny. You know, you know it's, it's all up to you. And, and everybody can make any alibis. I mean, look at... Uh, any of the great leaders can give you a thousand alibis. I mean, even if you look at uh, people that I, I respect, like uh, uh, what was guy Bill Apple? Ackman? Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs started Apple. And I love this story because he started Apple and then they threw him out of the company. And he was multifaceted, but he was a man to succeed. He went and started Next, and then he started Pixar, sold it for billions. They brought him back when the company was going to go bankrupt. And from the bankruptcy, he went to his arch nemesis, uh, uh, Bill Gates, and got $500 million to help save the company and made the most valuable company in the world from it. He could have had all these excuses why that he was going to succeed in that field, but he didn't have that excuse. He had vision. He understood himself. He knew what he could create. You know, so. That's what's happening right now down at Disney. Disney did the same thing. Yeah. They brought in that old guy and he's turning it back around because they're, that's, you know, you bleed your mission. You bleed your passion. You aren't passionate, man. You're obsessed. And I love the fact that you've gone past the making billions of dollars to the point that now you're getting all philanthropic on us and you're building it to give it away and change the world. And I noticed you just went to Guyana and mm -hmm. you're just doing really, really cool stuff, man. Talk about that a little bit. Again, again, when Adman, I worked with that man for 10 years after I took me four years to convince him to let me work with him. That was the best 10 years of my life. I saw how you can change the world and become a head of state without a state and become one, actually the most powerful person. He became the richest man in the world. So when he died five years ago and I started my journey coming back, I said, one day I'm going to take over uh, because nobody took his place. I was the only one that ever could keep up with him. I'll become Adnan Khashoggi. And that's what I did. So my whole five years was building company, building wealth, getting the jet, was what, which Adnan said was his, his most important business tool And because he has to be like a head of state and he lands anywhere. So it was, it's, this has been planned for five years of where I'm going to end up. And so, so I was going to attack the first country. And I really like, if you look at my Facebook, in June of, uh, of this year, I said before the end of the year, I'm going to do what Adnan is doing. 
and I and I set a goal. It was in June, and I was trying to figure out which country to start with. And and then when I was researching and saw Guyana discovered more oil in 50 years than anybody has, it was my target country. So before I even got there, again, you have to put things in your mind. I uh, the president's name is Muhammad from Ali, so same as Muhammad Ali's name. So I created this big gift with him. I got him a signed autograph glove by Muhammad Ali. I put his picture next to Muhammad Ali and put, you know, he was a great fighter, you're a great president. And I had this big gift sitting uh, in my office. I looked at it every day and saying, one day I'm going to meet with that president and, and, and I'm going to do deals in that country. So as I was getting ready, it was my, you know, getting my other business, getting other CEOs, working on it, working to Guyana and getting the contacts of different ministers. You know, it was uh, I've had now three trips, met with the president six times and we we're like best of friends. I have his cell number and I gave him that gift. So so again, it's putting your conscious and making that decision. So I made a decision to be like Adnan, made a decision. I'm going to start in Guyana, made a decision. I'm going to meet with the president and made a decision. I'm going to start building infrastructure there. And now I'm on. I've achieved all those things because I decided I'm going to do it. But again, your plan, the long game relationally. You put oh, yeah, that yeah. picture in the office. You had yeah. Khashoggi took four years. Carl yeah. Icon, you had to chase the guy around the world to get him to talk right. to you. You yeah. knew what you wanted, and it took right. you time to develop the relationship versus a bunch of bull crud, Facebook perks, likes, all that jazz. You're right. developing relationship capital with people forever, right? Yeah, and 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 you have to do it in the, in the right way because, like, like when I wanted to w work with Adman, or I'll take a simpler example, Hugh Hefner. Now, yeah. Hugh Hefner it was a great guy. When I decided to take a break, I wanted to play, and I said, "Where are we going to play? L.A. has got movie stars and and Playboy Magic, all that." So you have to build relationships around him first. Like I, I got to know uh, everybody I worked around him, and Marilyn Grabowski was a really big important person because she was actually the play, the West Coast editor and picked all the girls and all that stuff. And so I got to know her really well. But once you commit to build a relationship. It's got to come true. It's got to be like 100 percent that you're going to do it. And now she's still a friend today, even though, you know, I bought her Mercedes, took her around the world. All this, all thinking you have to play chess, you know, 20, 30 moves ahead, all to get close to half. And then and then I achieved the goals I needed around that. But I still kept that relationship going for a long time because you can't do it with a, with a negative thought or not really follow through. If you're going to build your relationship, it's going to be long term and you're going to get true friendship because then it, is, it pays back. And all that takes time. That's why sometimes like a, a lot of people friend me right away on Facebook or on LinkedIn. And the first thing they do is pitch me an idea. I said, you haven't earned that right yet <laughs> to pitch me an idea. You don't know me. And I, and I saw it with that man and all these rich people. And I know Donald Sterling is one of the richest men in, in L.A. He sold the Clippers for $2 billion, worth $4 billion. And he doesn't talk to anybody. Anytime you try to pitch him, he hears it all the time. He doesn't want to hear it. People don't want to be pitched, you know, especially when you get to that level. They've been pitched a million times. And he's usually they made enough money. They don't need to uh, listen to your pitch. And if it's not in his field or his area, he's not interested. But if you build a relationship, like even when I met Donald Sterling, I met him 20 years ago. And and I've been building relationships. I said, maybe I'll do business with him. But I kept a good relationship with him for 20 years, went out to dinner two, three times a week and stuff, but never asking for anything. But you don't know who is going to be the one that really does help you. But building a whole bunch of relationships is very important because then you build your credibility. And then when it is time that you need something, I mean, like it, it ended up that Donald Sterling was was 
responsible indirectly for the success of my new company, EV Mobility, which I'm going to be taking public soon. And because I was putting Teslas, what EV Mobility does is we put Teslas in apartment buildings and hotels as a convenience to use an app and they can run by the hour or the day and stuff like that. And so I needed to sign up with REITs and building owners. And because he was the largest building owner here, I, he, a lot of people tried to buy his building. So Brookfield came and I had dinner with him. And, but he invited me to these dinners. So like I met the head of Brookfield, the chairman of Brookfield, who it's a $36 billion REIT, has ridiculous Huge. amount of properties. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I ended up just for no reason at all when I went to New York. I never knew I was I had this business two years ago. I took him out to dinner. And then when I launched this company, I ended up calling him and he gave me all his properties and I, you know, and so it all starts from there and refer to other properties. So I didn't know I was going to, I was going to ever use those, but it's good to get the relationship because then, but I build a friendship first before I ask for anything. So, and, and I want to underscore that because I, you, and you underscored it, which was so beautiful that you didn't treat the people around Hefner or anybody else as these expendable resources that are only in service of getting you to what you want and then forget them once you've done that. You genuinely build relationships with people that have that have life long beyond you getting to that person that's the target person or the target opportunity or whatever it is. And just energetically, just the way that you show up, People can tell, right? You, you yeah, think that the people right around Hugh Hefner don't know no, when people are trying to get through them to the next guy or whatever. That's the whole difference. So mm-hmm. we've got another break we got to take, and then we've got a final segment coming up. This is so, cool. so good. So during the break, go to can you really think and grow rich.com. Go check out this book. It is a short and just truth stranger and more beautiful than fiction kind of a book that is going to change your life. So go check it out. You're listening to Legacy Leadership Show with Adrian Chenault, Tom Chenault, and our guest, Rami El-Batrawi. We'll be back right after this. Whoa, you are a beast. We knew, and I'm telling you, I listened to every interview of yours, and I swore it was good. This was going to be different, and this was going to be who you are at your core, and every one of these people can feel there's a good man underneath all this stuff. And that's what we wanted to get across, sir, because you are going to change the world and we're going to help you. I could have wrote a thousand books with every experience I have. And we're back. It is Tom Chanel. That's Legacy Leadership Radio Show. We've got Adrian with us. And I am telling you, did we win the lottery? This is a great day. Yeah. Thank you. Absolutely. So. At, at, we got about seven minutes left and there I, I've got about 700 minutes worth of questions that I could ask you right now. Here's the thing that I, I think is, is the most burning in me. You, you talked about that about six years ago, you went all the way back down to the bottom and right. you went on this journey back up. How did you know when you were down there with $21 left in your bank account and you know, everything stacked against you. How did you know that you were going to get back to the place where you are today? Because you knew it then. Well, I just know it all my life. Like I could go broke tomorrow. You could drop me off anywhere in a, in a world. Six months later, I'll have all this wealth. But it, what, what was really interesting at, at, uh, 
at the time was because what I came out of, because I, when, when, at, when 9-11 happened, you know, I had Khashoggi as a partner and stuff, we became targets. And then, and then the stupid doctor uh, put me on, they thought I needed antidepressants and stuff. And he was a script happy doctor that ended up losing his license and got me on this medication. I lost nine, I, I was operating like a, on two cylinders on a 12 cylinder car. I wasn't operating 100%. So the reason why, as you read in the book, that I ended up dying is because of too much medication. And then why the mental institution, why I couldn't function was because I was trying to just go cold turkey because I knew I had need to get back to the way I was thinking. So to answer your question, so the third thyroid also, when all those drugs were out of my system and I was back to thinking the way I was before all that happened, it was clear to me. It was. It became like a light came up, and I was able to see my future and plan everything out. And there's even one of the pages of the note. I just asked the nurses to give me a pen and a paper, and I just wrote and wrote and wrote for you know all night long, not sleeping for days and days, and for like hundreds of pages of exactly how I was going to build it back up. And so I was just, I just knew myself. I knew what I could achieve, and I just went on, went and did. It. I didn't have any doubt in it. It wasn't because again, if you do things like in thing of Roger, do things and and. It's, and you succeed, you could start with little things. And then you achieve that. It gives you confidence to achieve the next thing. Oh, I achieved that. I can do that. So this principle does work. I achieved that. Then you start tackling bigger and bigger stuff. And when you achieve all this bigger stuff, then you know you're basically invincible and can do anything because it's really everybody can do the same thing if they just decide to do it and have the confidence and believe in themselves. Because if it all starts with believing that you can do it. And it's like somebody said, if you think you can't, you're right. If you think you can't, you're right. So it's really what you think of. And because I never thought that I cannot achieve anything after seeing the Coral Castle, seeing Adman's Billions, and, and, and I see all these people make fortunes. And, and it was, to me, it was a second nature. Just it's, it's out there. And just focusing on that, let the universe give you the information on how to do it and take action. And then you can make it back. So it's really, it's really just understanding, knowing it, and not feeling like a victim. I could have said, oh, the government's after me. I went broke. I'm back in the streets. I'm 55. I'm a victim. Let me just go get some free money and just survive. And tell that. that that could have been the mental thought. But no, I said, no, I, I still got to become uh, achieve the things I want to achieve, become a, a Khashoggi, become one of the richest men in the world. All that, all that, you know, was in my mind, not saying, oh, whoa, me, all this happened to me. You know, I don't have any bitterness for the government. I don't have bitterness for anything that happened. I just said, ah, just is now just a time to this, you know, focus, use everything I've learned to really build uh, what, what I need to build. Amazing. Who would know that all these years later, <clears throat> after you literally made John Gray who he is, that you were going to read his book at age 59, find the woman of your dreams to marry and marry her using the principles in his book. And then John Gray was going to come back and loan you the money to get back on your feet again and make this last run. Yeah, is God, that's just amazing, isn't it? Yeah, but again, it's 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 recognize opportunity, have vision. Like when I met John, it was just when he wrote the book. He had uh, some success in it, but I saw his message was amazing. I said I could market your book, and a lot of people wanted to do information. A lot of people wanted to do the thing, but because again, my friendship with him was true, I told him what I was going to do, and we had a talk about it. Then I, I went, I, I I sold 50 million books for him and kept him number one for six straight years. And that was my commitment to him. And we stayed friends forever after that. And this is why he was one of the few people that stayed friends, even when I went to zero and believed in me. 
Uh, he's a lot. He's he resonates spiritually a lot higher than almost anybody else, and he saw that what I was capable of when everybody else turned their back. So it, it was even back then, back six years ago, even after people saw my success, my design, all everything I, I built, but when I broke again, people discarded me. All my friends never returned my calls. I was in the streets. <clears throat> I remember walking the street. This one guy that I knew came and said, "I'm gonna come and give you some money." He came, I was gonna get and talked to me and looked at me and said, "You know, I was gonna give you this hundred dollars, but you're not even worth this hundred dollars." Oh, Oh. So this is what you have to expect. But I think it is what it is, and success is the best revenge, you know. And <laughs> but no, but people will criticize and not believe you until you you do it. And and this is why I did it, no matter what the. That's why I say you can't listen to people, you can't listen to circumstances. You just got to know yourself <clears throat> and know you you have the power because we are created that way to tap into whatever is in the universe to give you the thing. I mean, how did Einstein figure out the the curvature of the universe without seeing it? It took twelve years for a scientist to be able to build a telescope to, to to prove his theory. They were trying to prove his theory was wrong, but ended up proving it was absolutely right to the absolute mathematical measurement and stuff but he was able to see it in his mind because that's his burning desire and he saw it and he wanted to see it and the universe opened up to him and gave him the information so so if you, you want to become wealthy you'll get that okay uh, if you can see it you everybody that's you if you can see it you can do it yeah. every one of you if you can see it if you can do it we're going to have him back again and again because i want to learn how he did the whole knock down the doors to develop a relationship philosophy he's got because he doesn't take no for an answer. And he's always having the other person win so much that they finally realize they need to do business with him. That is a gift that he can teach us. We'll see you next week on the Legacy Leadership yeah. Radio Show. Thanks yeah. for listening. But, but I just want one, one point really quick. You know, I'm giving the book away until Christmas as a gift just because I want people to get this information, not to make money or anything, and not there promoting the book. It is a free gift for anybody. So you can order up to 25, give it away to people. I just want this information in people's hands so they can use it and change their lives. Because I get I get a lot of th things. I, I posted one. This guy read the book and, and climbed Kilimanjaro because he was so inspired. And so I want to inspire people to live the life that they want, not be a victim. That's why this book is free. Well, I'm yeah, telling you on. what, I went and bought 25 books. Shipping was 40 bucks. Everybody's getting Christmas presents from me for a dollar 75 each. That's <laughs> unbelievable. I, I, that's, and that is so cool, right? There's plenty of people who give you a book, one book and mail it to you. The fact that you're giving 25 of these and propagating this in the world is just so beautiful. So Rami, we're going to send you, I love, I see you love black. We're going to send you out love like crazy, then love more sweatshirt, because I know it gets chilly in the early in the morning out there in who's your neighbors. I heard Stevie Wonder is one of your neighbors. Who's the yeah, other neighbor? Uh, uh, Tim Allen, uh, Matthew McConaughey used to live right across the street, but he moved to Texas. It's it, it's only no fly zone in all of L.A. because they don't want paparazzi. It's just full of Hollywood stars. It's kind of it's, it's the energy is cool. I like it here, but it's very quiet. You feel like you're more in North Carolina and stuff than you are in L.A. And, and you're and you're, you're totally gated and you have your tennis courts and your pool. So you could it's your own compound. But five minutes, you're right down the middle of Hollywood and, and Crazyville. And so you can have any both. So that's why I love this. My wife just told me I called you Rami instead of Rami. Seriously, okay. sorry. I was thinking about, work. oh, terrible, <laughs> terrible. Fire me. You, sir, are welcome back anytime. Anything we can do to help you out, we are in. Uh, unbelievable. If you ever fly through Colorado, 
I don't think you can land that jet in Longmont or any, the only airport you can land in in Colorado, I think, is DIA, that big plane. That's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Don't you love just running around with that rig? Oh, it's great. It's always nice to have the biggest plane on, uh, on the tarmac. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to Ken Walls, and he said you were coming home from Guyana, and you were headed over Florida, and you called him on the phone, and he was having an event. And yeah. you said, if you want me to drop in, it'll cost me $100,000 worth of fuel, mm -hmm. but I'll do it. He said, don't do that. And he looked up 15 minutes later and you walked in the door because you're that kind of class act. So you are a friend of friends. And I just I want to thank you for who you are on the planet. No, no it's, it's my pleasure. People need to give back if they win. I mean, it's just like there's a lot of people, no matter what they do and stuff. People are basically good inside. They just don't know it. No, don't know how to bring it out. And they just if you just let it go, if you just relax, you naturally go to the dark side, the negative side. It takes effort to get positive and 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 do positive things because I don't know why, but on a relaxed state, it's more in the negative. So you you have to build that positive energy around you. And so I, we flew our own Cessna 182 around. My wife just pointed that around. So this little tiny airplane, but we flew where all the big dogs went. And Denise was so embarrassed because we'd go peeling in there and we look like the Clampets from Beverly Hills. <laughs> and everybody's got the big jets. And she was like walking in the door covered. But I was very proud because I was actually flying it myself. Yeah, that's but a whole different experience. It was pretty cool. But you know what? Yeah. You rock, sir. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Everybody have a great, great day. This was the Legacy Leadership Radio Show. Thanks.